What's up guys, BC Mitten, Dire Knight Gaming here for another episode of Podcast Madness. So, today is Father's Day. Um, well, Father's Day is about to end, so it's Father's Day, but it's not Father's Day. Take it or leave it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's however you want to view it. But I will say this, though. I can actually say that I had a pretty terrific Father's Day. Um, I got to just uh, hang out with, you know, my wife and two small boys. Um, you know, we get, yeah, it, it was just, it was relaxing, you know, uh, didn't have to worry about uh, running errands or anything like that. It was just, it, it was very wholesome. It was all about spending time together. And, you know, as a father and, you know, honestly, as a man uh, in my early 30s, you know, I, I, I realized that I've gotten more contemplative the older I get and retrospective and you know it really it really amazes me how blessed I am how lucky I am and I thank God every day for having my wife and my kids, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know what I'd do without them. Um, so with that being said, um, you know, they're in bed now. So, uh, here I am being all, you know, uh, sappy, but I love doing it. You know, I love, love being a dad, love being a husband, you know, uh, um, a lot of responsibility, but it's a lot of worthwhile responsibility. Um, so yeah, uh, happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Um, and so this is where I'm going to take a sidestep and I'm going to do a little bit of side promoting. Uh, first side promoting I'm going to do is, uh, the Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle has oils, balms, shampoos, conditioners, brushes, combs, and even a beard straightener. Heck, there's even beard rings. Um, www.thebeardstruggle.com. Um... That is definitely the perfect place that you want to go to if you're trying to grow a beard. If you already have a beard. Um, you know, for those of you that have a beard and it's a tangly, bristly, wild mess like mine was, uh, the Beard Struggle products have helped tremendously on that. Um, I can... Honest to God, swear to you on my mother and father's graves, as macabre as that sounds, um, that the Beard Struggle products work. Um, 
I started using their product, and within a day, heck, the same day I was using it, and my wife can vouch for me on this as well, that my beard was soft. I could comb it without getting any snags. Um, it smelt awesome. It still smells awesome. I mean, for crying out loud, I put some beard oil in in my beard and, um, you know, I do the night treatment and everything. And then, it, and then the very next morning, you know, you would not expect it after six to nine hours still smelling good. And it does. There is no sour aftertaste type smell or anything. It's, it's very pleasant. It lasts long. It does what it's supposed to do and then some. So, I am a beard ambassador, beard brand ambassador through the beard struggle. I am amongst hundreds of the beard struggle brand ambassadors and we are our goal is to help those of you who are wanting to grow a beard or those of you who, who have beards and went through the same thing that I went through before I started using the products um, if you use my code uh, you get 15% off now at checkout, you will put that code in. The code is Brian, B-R-I-A-N, then the letter M, and then Mary, and then 15, just the numbers. Or you can go to www.thebeardstruggle.com slash discount slash Brian M15. And it'll automatically put the code in for you. And all you really have to worry about is doing the shopping. So, there's that. So, tonight's episode is about, um, as dumb as it sounds, uh, for those of you who are not fans of this particular sports or sports entertainment uh, product, um, it has been announced that Mark Calloway, better known as The Undertaker in the WWE, after 30 some odd years of amazing inspirational, near-inhuman wrestling ability, he is retired now. He made the announcement uh, at the tail end of his fifth and final episode of The Last Ride documentary, which can be found on the WWE Network. Uh, for those of you who... Uh, are interested in it, you do have to pay for the subscription of WWE Network in order to be able to watch all of it. Um, otherwise, uh, I mean, yes, WWE Network does have a free version, but 
that is only good for the first episode of that documentary. Uh, after that, you gotta have the the subscription. So, just giving you all a heads up on that. Uh, the first episode, I mean, it's a it's a real tearjerker. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you know. Um, there was at one point that I actually uh, started tearing up. I didn't go on full on boohoo mode, but it you know it was very tearjerking because. You know, um, the documentary takes place between uh, the year 2017 and 2020. Now, for those of you who are familiar with The Undertaker, you know, that, you know how talented he is um, and how incredible he is in the ring and imposing and mystifying. I mean, even after all these years, as old as he's gotten, as much as um, his age has been showing, he still was beating the holy loving crap out of people. He was still, you know, it still felt like The Undertaker. And the part that got me the most was when he described his match with Brock Lesnar. And this is the part that I teared almost, you know, shed some actual tears on. That, uh... <clears throat> at some point in the match, he suffered a concussion. And it was a... It was a large enough one that that he almost couldn't finish the match. And this was WrestleMania. He was 21-0, and the greatest streak in sports entertainment history, bar none. Greater than even Goldberg's WCW streak. This was The Undertaker. This was the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania year after year after year since he debuted in 1990 in Survivor Series. You cannot get any better than that. So he's fighting He's fighting Brock Lesnar. You know, he was holding his own. He was in pain. You could tell that there was just something not quite right. And then the moment that he suffered the concussion, it was like... As as the saying goes, the lights were on, but nobody was there. <clears throat> I apologize, folks. Uh, you will probably notice that there will be a big old pause, and that's probably when I'm taking a drink. Or thinking about the next thing to say or something. Oh, no, I mean, you know, it's just how I am. But anyway... <clears throat> He suffers the concussion. He's not all together there. He's barely able to finish the match. And immediately after the match, when he finally makes it back to the gorilla position, he was sitting down and everybody that saw him knew that there was something wrong. 
Um, he, uh, he ends up making it to the hospital and, you know, the messed up part, the part that got me was, you know, his wife, uh, described that day and, uh, you know, that, that evening and Undertaker couldn't even remember his own name. Um, until about 4 a.m., that's when he could remember his name. And, you know, that just shows how bad of a concussion he had. And to make matters worse, uh, Mark Calloway himself said that he does not, to this day, even remember the match with Brock Lesnar. He doesn't even remember hardly being in the hospital. The only thing he remembered is being at the hotel and everything at 3.30 p.m. That day, the day of WrestleMania. It is, to me, you know, and I told my wife this earlier that, you know, as a kid... Growing up watching The Undertaker, he is, he had this incredible air of mystique, of, of power, and just a commanding presence that you just, you love to watch every time that he's, he's wrestling. And when you get older and you realize that he's getting older too, he's slower, he's starting to slow down, he can't really handle things like he used to do the things that he used to be able to do. It's almost crazy because if you're like me, you you start to almost feel guilty for wanting more. Wanting the entertainment value that Mark Calloway brought as The Undertaker. Um, I know that looking back on his match with Brock Lesnar, I feel very guilty for wanting any more matches out of him because I'm a huge fan of The Undertaker. I always had been. Ever since I knew, you know, what wrestling was and started watching it, I've been a fan. And he he did and does his job so well that how could you not want more from him? And, you know, I think that's the part that is just so messed up because then you think you think about all these injuries he's sustained, the multiple hip surgeries he's had, a foot foot surgery, um shots in his thighs and his knees, shins, all that kind of stuff. Right before WrestleMania match and everything. And, you know, he was doing it to appease his fans. 
to not let Vince McMahon down, to not let the company down, all that stuff. And I mean, it's just absolutely crazy to know that that he had that level of devotion to delivering the best possible product, the best possible version of The Undertaker. And, you know, to know that he, he himself didn't want to hang it up while he felt like he still had fight in him, but not just that, but he didn't, he also didn't want to stick around and watch himself become a parody of himself, pretty much a shell of the man that he used to be. He didn't want to stick around and become a joke, a running gag about how old he is and, you know, how he can't keep up. You know, it's just, um, it shows his character, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, the, the main thing about all this is that I just wanted to talk about this because of the fact that, you know, I know there are fans of the WWE out there. Maybe you listen to my podcast, maybe you don't. But you've, whether you're a fan of the WWE or just a fan of The Undertaker, that documentary, you know, just the first episode alone is just is so mind blo- mind blowing and mind boggling. It's just, it's just there is this air of finality when he is when you hear Mark Calloway himself talking about you know the things that he's went through, the injuries he sustained, what he has done to himself, for himself, just for all of us, for Vince McMahon, for the company, all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonder he, he's even walking. One thing that really got me was when he was talking about how uh, his body was not acclimated to taking the bumps and the falls and the blows and, you know, all that kind of stuff uh, like he used to. And that's the thing. You go from wrestling 365 days a year and then over the last, what, five, ten years, actually more about, you know, roughly ten years, you suddenly go to wrestling one or two times a year. Your body is no longer um, in my opinion physically able to take the amount of brutality and beatings that the undertaker was always known to be able to take. I mean, and, and, and the proof is in matches such as when he was with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, going up against Brock Lesnar, 
the two times against Triple H. You know, I mean, it, it was just, you could see it. And, you know, Mark Calloway said himself that, you know, it finally caught up to him. And, you know, I respect that. I respect the crap out of this man that at 55 years old, he's finally come to a point in his life where he can say, okay, I've done it all. I'm done. I have done what I need to do. I've said what I need to say. And this is it. And he gets to close out his career on a high note because he just won his last WrestleMania match, which he put on a heck of a clinic in a boneyard match with AJ Styles. And AJ props to him because that was a terrific match. It was very cinematic. It was very supernatural-ish. It was very undertaker and I loved that. It was all elements of The Undertaker, too. It was his phenom persona. It was his his biker persona. Everything rolled into one. And, you know, shades of the past combined. So it's just, you know, that was a heck of a way to end his career, in my opinion. They both did terrific. I think it goes without saying that I'm going to miss seeing The Undertaker, even if it is, even if it was just one time a year. I really believe that he has done it all. And why not? You know, he should he should be able to hang up his boots, so to speak, and be with his family completely. You know, I'm going to miss the crap out of him and selfishly, as a, as a fan and a fan of his, I would love to see him come back next year for WrestleMania for that one more match. But realistically, there's always going to be, for me as a wrestling fan, as an Undertaker fan, that desire to have that one more match. Just like I am with Shawn Michaels. I'm a fan of him, a fan of Steve Austin. You know, I would love nothing more than to see them have one more match, but then they have that one more match, and I want more. So, logically, and realistically, and intuitively, Undertaker is doing the right thing. Mark Calloway is taking the biggest step of now his career, where now he gets to step back out of the limelight, and he gets to help mold future superstars. And that is a position that I think Mark is more than ready for, whether he sees it or not, because he's always been that quote-unquote locker room leader. A role that he never put on himself, but it just came to him so naturally that that's what he was viewed as, even to this day. So, 
I'm going to end this episode. I apologize if I got sappy or depressing or whatever, but like I said, I was very, I've been very thoughtful about it. And, you know, I definitely, you know, I'm going to miss Mark Calloway in his role as The Undertaker. I'm going to miss seeing The Undertaker wrestle. But you know what? That's why there's going to be so many of his matches, so many of his rivalries and storylines in the vaults of the WWE Network. I'm sure it's not going to be the last that we see of Mark Calloway. Because I can't... I can't see Vince McMahon just letting him go and him being completely gone from the WWE. I'm sure he's going to have some kind of role. It just may not be to wrestle, and that's fine. But as one of his fans, I say I'm going to miss him wrestling. Thank you. Undertaker, thank you, Mark Calloway. You deserve this retirement. It's been long overdue, but boy, you gave us a heck of a ride. So this is BC Minton Dire Night Gaming signing off. Later, everybody.